It's all in your head. It's all in your head. This is Saturday, April 22nd. I've heard people say this about followers of Jesus. Your faith isn't something you can see. Now, it is true that faith requires a belief in what we cannot see. But the faith itself is easy to see. Because our faith in Jesus comes to shape everything about us. All that we do and all that we are. Here's our text for today from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, Paul, the apostle of Jesus, wrote these words to the church in Rome, and he spent his entire letter laying out the explanation of the grace of God that comes through Jesus. Because Jesus came and died, we have a completely new standing with God. We learned about this on Sunday, the New Covenant based on the blood of Jesus, and how we can come directly to God. Here's how the book of Hebrews describes it. Hebrews 12:22-24. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Now, our teacher of the book of Hebrews contrasts the worship of the old covenant as depicted out at Mount Sinai with that of the new covenant. You see, at Mount Sinai, people could really not come before the face of God. They couldn't even touch the mountain where God appeared to Moses. God's voice was so terrifying that people begged him not to speak with them. Here is the God that is holy. No one can see him and live. Yet, listen to the worship of the new covenant. It's not a terrifying mountain, but a joyous celebration in Zion, in the presence of God, in his city. This, of course, is only possible through Jesus, as he became our mediator, opening this new and living way by his blood. Notice how those in Christ are described. We are told that their names are written in heaven. This is a permanent sign of belonging and citizenship. Now, of course, they're not perfect, but they've been made perfect through the blood of Jesus. This is where you stand once you are in Christ. You come, you can come before the living God. You have access to God that before no one could approach based on the old covenant. You can come before the one who is judge of all because in Christ you've been judged and cleared of guilt and sin and shame. Now it's really an amazing realization to have. You belong to God and you can freely worship. Now I want to go back to the text we started with from Romans. Because Paul says that our worship is not only what we do in times of worship at church, even personal worship, 
but instead we come to see the living of our bodily lives as worship from top to bottom, from beginning to end. Now at the time when this book, Romans, was written, one of the popular beliefs was called Gnosticism. It comes from the word knowledge. They believed faith was based on levels of knowledge and deep secrets about God. You sort of would have to scale like climbing a mountain to know and worship God. To them it was all knowledge. They disregarded their bodies and said that their bodies really had nothing to do with God at all. They were just the vessel for your minds. But here Paul says that worship is what we do with our whole self, our bodies included, our whole being. We take every thought captive to serve Christ, or we read elsewhere, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's Colossians 3.17. So let's go back to where we started today. Do you conceive of faith as pretty much all in your head? You see, worship is taking our faith and putting it into songs of praise, but into everything else, the very stuff of our lives, living to the glory of God each day. One of the monastic Christians named Brother Lawrence, who died in 1691, he lived much of his life in a monastery outside Paris. For many years, he mended the sandals and made shoes for the others, and he also cooked meals for them. He began to see that everything he did was there with, he did, God was there with him. And even the smallest action could be dedicated to the glory of God. It was worship. He said he would turn his little omelet to the glory of God. Isn't that beautiful? So this too is our worship, where we see every activity is done before the face of God and in the joy of God and for the praise of God. And this is why we say at Granada, we are made to worship. Let's pray. Father God, teach us that all we do can be offered to you in true worship. Help us to remember your presence as we go through this day, enjoying you each step that we take. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.